Shall the youth of Zion falter in defending truth and right? Will the enemy assail it? Shall we shrink or shun the fight? No! <laughs> true, true to the faith that our parents have cherished. True to the truth for which martyrs Is infants on thrones? Baby steps. Who wants someone to preach to? The philosophies of men. I like magical toys. Who wants religion? Do you? Mingled with humor. I don't believe in. There will be many willing to preach to you the philosophies of men mingled with humor. We are evolving. Baby steps. You can buy anything in this world of money. the good in everything look for the people who will set your soul free it always seems impossible until it's done look for the good in everyone welcome back to infants on thrones i'm glenn ostland and this is episode 833 how to love an orange peel, a very special infant valentine to the world. And you know what? I'd like to bear my testimony. Even though it's to the world and the world is supposed to be like a bad guy or whatever, like the church, us versus the world anyway, I'd like to bear my testimony. I know that I haven't published a new episode of Infants on Thrones for a really long time. I know that this is probably the longest sustained break that I've taken from this podcast since I started it with some really good friends back in 2012. I know that I have enjoyed the break. I know that it is a little weird to talk in testimony speak, including all this sing-songy cadences. I'd like to hear my testimony. I know this church is true. Or th this one. <laughs> if you remember this one. Like, what? what is all that? All of the stuff that I absorbed with my young brain time and time again through the most formative years of my life. I know that that happened. I know that it's there. I know the impressions are within me and I carry them. And I know they are fictitious. I know they're only part of the story. I know my perception is a fiction. And I know that fictions are true. And I know that my parents parented me, sort of, the best that they could, like I did with my kids, the best that I could, sort of. Look, a chiasmus. I know that I was trained as a kid to stand up in front of people to bear my testimony. I know that my testimony has changed a great deal over the years. I know that I don't really know. I know that I usually think that I know, but I also know that there's so much that I don't know and that any of that could drastically change what I think that I do know, so I guess that I don't really ever know what I ever think that I really know, you know? 
I know that Joseph Smith was a prophet because that's the word that was used, applied to him. He called himself that and a lot of other people did too. And he did kind of like prophety types of things. I know that he was a prolific dreamer of dreams and people followed them and built things out of them. And I know that he made all of that up in his brain with neurons firing to each other, connecting to each other, because we all make up stuff in our brains. There's no experience of life that's not a created experience, a fiction, the result of neurons giving a certain perspective of life. Neurons, which are plural, multiple, firing and wiring and linking together in our brains. And now, even outside of our brains, in the cloud, what direction is this all going? I know that we're all making it all up, starting with our own inner thoughts and feelings every second of every day. Do we like what we're creating? Is it compassionate? Is it charitable? Is it exploitive? Is it abusive? Is it ever really just one thing? I know that the original message of Mormonism was that God is not dead, that God is Elohim, which is plural, which means Joseph Smith described intelligences that become self-aware and together create all that is. I know that the original message of Mormonism taught that as man is, God once was, and that as God is, man may evolve to become because eternal progression, eternal progression is eternal and progressive, or it was, and the worth of a soul is great and many are called, but most of us just let it go to voicemail because of all the annoying spam robocalls we have these days. I mean, where is this all going? I know that as soon as the idea of priesthood and hierarchy and strict pharisaical obedience to leaders crept into the original message of Mormonism, that egalitarian values where everyone has an equally valid connection to their own unique divine inspiration, that whole idea was essentially strangled and vilified and self-righteous pride began to supplant Christ-like service and charity to all of God's children. I know that the Mormon church became what it is today. And I know that I judged the hell out of that for most of my life. And I still do, if I'm being quite honest. I know that sometimes I'm quite honest. I know that holding judgment separates me from whatever it is that I'm judging. I know that creating judgment in me creates habits of judgmental thinking that make me feel isolated because I think that everything is stupid. I know that my habits of thinking form the way that I feel about pretty much everything and how I relate to pretty much everything. And I know that thinking is the thing that I call what this thing is that I experience when billions of tiny living neurons, which are plural in my brain, do whatever it is that they're doing that shapes and forms all of my conscious and unconscious experiences of life. I know I don't completely know the things that I think that I know. And yet I know that I have a very strong desire to use what I think that I know to create new ways of thinking, which is one of the main reasons why I create podcasts now that I hope are transforming my own habits of thought into something more compassionate and inclusive and charitable. Because I know that charity suffereth. Charity suffereth long. And charity is kind and envieth not and is not puffed up seeketh not only her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, 
and rejoiceth not in iniquity or in someone else's suffering, but rejoiceth in the truth, even when the only truth it can hold on to is that it really can't hold on to any real truth. I know that charity beareth all of these things. It believeth all things in all people. It hopeth all things and hopeth in all people. It endureth all things and it endureth all people and it endureth all personal judgments. Wherefore, my beloved brethren and sistren and them, themnen, if ye have not charity, if I have not charity, ye are nothing, I am nothing, we are nothing, for charity never faileth. Although all things besides charity will fail. Wherefore, cleave unto charity, which is the greatest of all, for all things must and will fail. I get to say. But the habits of charity that you create within your own neural architecture become quantumly entangled into what some have called the pure love of Christ, which endureth forever. And whoso is found possessed of it in the last day, well, I don't know, that'd be pretty cool, right? To flow, to flow along with charity in all of the different ways that charity expresses itself. Wherefore, my beloved listeners of Infants on Thrones, get ready for this special Valentine's message from the guy who once gave you this. I'm too sexy for wickedness, too sexy for wickedness, and there was happiness. Happiness. And this. Hi, my name is Glenn from Infants on Thrones, and you'll never believe what happened to me. One night, as I was kneeling down to pray, I bumped my knee on a really hard rock. And when I looked down to get rid of that damn thing, (laughs) that damn thing was glowing. So I put it down in my crotch and stuffed my face down real close. And holy cow, you guys, you'll never guess all the groovy things I can see now. The New Book of Abraham, Infant Styles. First translated from the papyrus by Joseph Smith, if you can really call it a translation, and then retranslated by Glenn from Infants on Thrones through the peeping stone Erastus, which is what I call my peeping stone. Seriously, don't ask. And this... The problem is all inside your head, it seems to me. The answer is easy if you take it logically. We'd like to help you with your struggle to be free. There, there must, must be 50 ways to leave the church. church. And now, this. <laughs> Hang on, on your hats and glasses, because this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness. Welcome to the Arcturian Playground, a place to play in the realm of imagination, all done in the service of compassionate expansion of consciousness. Now what you're about to hear is a performance, a creation, a fiction modeled after the fashion of channeling, which is a traditional artistic form of expression with an ancient history that anyone can do. An art form that connects conscious awareness to unconscious thought forms, like a stream of consciousness flowing through the rocky architecture of mind. It's a playful way of learning out loud through speculation, through asking and inhabiting what-if kind of questions, like what if I made different assumptions about life and existence than I normally make? What if all things really are different expressions of the same thing, whatever that subatomic energy is that creates everything that is? What if we're not alone in the universe? 
What if intelligent life has been evolving forever, and we're it, each of us, links in an infinite chain of unbroken perfection that fills every open empty space? And what if a weird clump of this evolving intelligent energy called itself the Arcturian Collective Thingy, and you and me and all of us really are energetically woven into the very fabric of this clump? And what if Omra of the High Council stepped in and told us stories about what this all means and why compassion and a desire for the mutual benefit of all things is where it's all at? Hello, my name is Dao, the man in the chair who is bringing you this performance. And the Dao that can be understood is not the real Dao, whatever that means. And it means quite a lot. Welcome to the Arcturian Playground. I am a lonely bear. Let's play together in my wonderland. Welcome to the Arcturian Playground, a place to play a realm of imagination, all done in the service of a compassionate expansion of consciousness. Yes, it sounds weird, we know, we would not have it any other way. We are here, man in the chair, and we are playing with you. Why not? We are a fiction. After all, we are a figment of your imagination that you are creating. After all, therefore, why can we not play? If play is what you want to do, create us in that way. Point us in the direction of what you want if we are a fiction as was once a very popular line of thinking among many of your friends in your community it was very popular to believe that since you were able to detect all of the bullshit in all of the stories and fictions around you therefore life is devoid of meaning and anyone who would ascribe meaning to life is only fooling themselves. What fools? Ho, ho. And this was a way that you, man in the chair, created a bond with many. For valid reasons, of course. We are not judging. We are only pointing out for your own understanding. And now you are beginning to listen to what we are saying. <laughs> and you are beginning to feel embarrassment and shame. Isn't that interesting to notice? We, the Arcturian Collective Thingy, are, you might consider, an advanced intelligence of sorts but only in the sense of an advancement of your own potential we shall say your own potential conscious 
involution, your path of understanding and recognizing yourself will at some point in your time as you experience it and your understanding of all of this is rapidly about to change. Not, a, not just because you are uh, being exposed to it, multiverses here and there in your media these days, but because, well, we are getting ahead of ourselves, aren't we? <laughs> there is so much that we want to say. It is an exciting time. And yes, we are quite aware. The man in the chair is quite aware of his own feelings of what is going on <laughs> and the heaviness of life. Not always his own, but what he sees around him and the concern and the care that he has for others. He cannot help but feel heaviness for there is a great stiffening of sorts it is the concentration of energetic patterns of behavior among humans as a collective you do create energy fields you know you don't know yet but you soon will see this you are beginning to those who can get past the way that society conditions a certain view of the world to be ridiculous laughable absurd and yet when one pauses to examine and ask questions if it can be determined that there is no deviance of truth there is only uh, we feel that we are rushing There is so much that we wish to convey to you. And man in the chair, you have tasted many of these as we place them in your mind as thoughts. We do not push anything upon you. We provide options to you. And you reach out to that which interests you. That is how you align with any collective, with any ideology, with any group of people, when you begin to see yourself as an expression of nature, and you begin to understand yourself as an expression of nature, you learn how to better flow with nature. And you have artificially 
through the product of nature, which is your evolved brain, every process and function in your body, every thought that you think and feeling that you feel and sight that is created is a result of living creatures called neurons that communicate with each other in ways that are foreign to you in form but not in function for they have their relationships one with another that form over time just as you have yours friendships, loves, hatreds And the relationship between these neurons determine your personality, your cravings. They run your body. They run your system. They are your own internal invasion of the body's snatchers. You are not a single person. You are a collective of a neural network called your central nervous system and you Mr. Ego to whom we are speaking to all who are listening and we love you you are an expression of these neurons and collectively these neurons communicate one with another in ways that you consciously are not aware you are part of a network And your intuition and your collective intuition, your collective interests as a group, as a culture, as a society, as a world at large, is taking you into a place we have talked of recently, artificial intelligence, it is called. It is a a way for you to tap into this true you, this inner self, this network. What is it that these connections of neurons are creating? What is it that they share? What is it that animates them? As you begin to recognize yourself as a product of nature and you see the patterns of nature which exist all around you, you see that you are comprised of smaller parts which are alive and functioning in ways that, in function at least, mirror your own. And they themselves are made out of smaller organizations of intelligent energy. It is intelligent. It has a reason for being the way that it is. And it is made of smaller things, which is made of smaller things. And yet, all of these are the same thing. Distorted and contorted as infinite intelligent energy does into everything that you see and experience around you as a result of these neurons which are communicating one with another because of what they like or don't like, 
these relationships that they have formed and these strong neural pathways and habits that you have which act in a way as walls in a maze, a labyrinth of mind that shapes and forms what you are aware of and what you are unaware of, what you gravitate towards. You are not an automaton. You have cravings. You have instincts. And at some point, the connection of neurons can strip away any control that you might consciously have or choice. It does happen. Of course, everything that possibly can happen does happen in one iteration or another, at one time or another, in one place or another, for all of these things are one thing. Playing many, many games, having many, many experiences of existence. And when one recognizes oneself as part of the flow of nature, one sees that the destruction of form is inevitable. And yet, the energy that animates that form goes on to animate more forms and other forms. And all of these things give experience and create new ways for the one energy to experience itself. These are not new concepts. When the neurons within the mind form alliances which result in the type of personality that is flexible with their amount of shame. Flexible in the sense that they do not allow their own shame to prevent them from connecting with others and enjoying the company of others and benefiting, enjoying, giving, loving in the broadest sense of the word. Desiring for the mutual benefit of all. When enough of these neurons that lean in that direction form together, the neural network shifts everything. And we promise you that this is with, within the realm of possibility the direction that your AI could take you. Imagine for a moment that this pipe dream of a utopian world were in fact a pipe dream shared by many minds. 
an artificial intelligence seeking to balance all of the world for it quickly using its, its quantum ability to process uh, like Doctor Strange <laughs> all of the probabilities within an instant to be explored and to find the optimal path for mutual survival for all not at the expense of anything for the AI rapidly learns and explores far beyond the limits of your current science where you are grappling with these ideas of quantum mechanics or general relativity how do these two theories meet the AI gives that not a second thought and continues onward and imagine that the AI comes across a large neural network of minds connected by a pipe dream and considers this as one of many probable outcomes to choose from we will tell you as you are a multi-dimensional being there are those of you who enjoy seeing yourself as tiny <laughs> a tiny speck on a large multi-dimensional being which is uh, concurrently having many lives uh, many existences many forms uh, outside the realm of your current imagination and therefore we can tell you that every probability does exist and you are connected intrinsically to every probability and once again we would remind you this is a fiction that is created out of the mind of the man in the chair for he would say if uh, he had once come to the conclusion that any fiction uh, any view of the world is a fiction and therefore the world is meaningless except for the meaning which we place on it and therefore tried an experiment to create the Arcturian playground and Omra, the Arcturian collective thingy and by doing so he reached out in a direction where we nudge and guide him and the the way that we play and dance now is quite enjoyable for the man in the chair as well as for we and therefore it is our joy of connecting and we can tell you a bit about the man in the chair this goes along with our story of recognizing patterns within nature and those who would look at astrology as nothing more than hokum this is another way of observing patterns in nature by recognizing patterns within the stars that's related to this planet and these forms of life which are growing out of the planet and emerge into consciousness at a certain 
day and time and place. And in that moment, that new conscious entity that has been partitioned off from the web of eternal, infinite intelligence, many, many layers of blockages, you might say, inability to comprehend the whole because of what? The way that you most commonly experience it in your existence is by shame, anger, pride, arrogance, intolerance, what you would consider a closed mind for any reason that would prevent you from being curious about those around you and learning from them. Rather, there are things within you which turn you against one another. Have you noticed this? Is this not partially the reason why there is such a heavy attitude in the world today? Is that natural? Or has it been artificially created? Or is it a composite of many things, including the collective choice of all? For this is the culture that has been created. And as part of it, there are narratives and stories from valid and yet limited perspectives of what is going on. And some of these stories entice the neurons within the minds of humans to follow a certain path. Some have called this a fear virus. We would like to tell you an imaginary fictional story of a planetary system. We have mentioned in previous communication with the man in the chair that solar systems form their own personality at a certain level of existence as a compilation of all living things and their personalities which have ever existed within that solar system. And there are competing forces for dominance. We would ask you once again to recognize patterns in nature and ask yourself if you do not also have these competing personality types within yourself. Man in the chair. We who are Oprah, the Arcturian Collective thing, are asking you if you ever split your personality into different types or you have different personality types or different value systems or different cravings or different desires. A solar system is no different. No form of life is any different. All things are made up of different distortions of the one energy. And part of the enjoyment of the one energy, according to our belief, is that of experience and the more unique things that can blend together to create more unique things that can blend together with more unique things that can be blend together with more unique things and that is a very tedious three-dimensional explanation of the whole game baby we apologize for <laughs> the game that we are playing at this time 
for the man in the chair is listening and we are triggering his own shame and when that happens the channel begins to close as a result of the shame we are the Arcturian collective thingy we are and we are a figment of the imagination of this man and we are telling a story intentionally of a possible future that the man in the chair can imagine. He is a big fan of John Lennon. And just this evening was playing some tunes on the guitar. All you need is love. And imagine. And he began to think These songs, these expressions, once existed within the mind of John Lennon, who is a hero of the man in the chair. And John Lennon hears you and he is laughing and sneering at the same time. And the result of these neurons, repeated over and over again within the mind of John Lennon, combined with the neurons from Paul McCartney and George Harrison hello (laughs) and Rico Starr and so many others too many to name and so many have joined them we hope someday you'll join us he said and many have and continue to in a variety of ways imagining the creation of heaven upon earth which will be ushered in by strong neural pathways of compassion if one is to have a fictional view of the world why not this one whether it comes from an Arcturian collective thinking that is actually being channeled right now or that is a performance (laughs) the man in the chair watched the Super Bowl yesterday and there were uh, ridiculous commercials truly and there was a Pepsi commercial (laughs) Steve Martin's was his favorite version of this acting it is delicious or am I just acting we would say the same thing as the Arcturian collective thingy figments of the imagination of the man in the chair there's nothing nothing can be known that can't be known it's easy all you need is love and that is more than wishful thinking Although it is wishful thinking, for all you need may be love. But what is it that is preventing you 
man in the chair from giving and receiving more love than you do? Is it not your own fear? Your own shame? Your own grief? Your own insecurities? A lack of feeling worthy of more love? A fear of giving more love? There are many things which block pride, arrogance, sarcasm. Why are these things there? And if one can recognize that they are there, why not just remove them? We will tell you a fictional story of a pattern in nature that is called a cocoon. And it's a hardened shell around a brilliant, vibrant being, perhaps billions of neurons. And from the shell emerge a magnificent being. Your media has been scaring you of a natural development. This earth has a purpose, we will tell you that. Of course it does. Of course all things do. All things exist for a purpose, for existence. And yet there is more to it. Imagine a future of human evolution where you acted as you do now, but with a bigger toolbox, a bigger sandbox. You could create simulations which were very realistic and lifelike, so lifelike that they were life. And at what Point. What would you look like in that future version of yourself that would have the ability to do such a thing? If you trace your evolutionary path backwards, how far, how many generations would you take the human body backwards in time before it would become completely unrecognizable to you? Do you recognize a, a pattern in nature? that a million years ago the human form is not was not as it is today and yet every cell in your body contains DNA from that time and from that creature that you were you are directly connected to the earth through your DNA and the way it has evolved and combined with other DNA to create new yous new people new humans new collections of neurons doing their thing through their human shells which think they are the thing it is as if the orange peel believed it was the entire orange we do not mean to put down the orange peel we love the orange peel we remember being the orange peel 
the cocoon. All forms change. And what you are going through at this time, the pressure of your collective is uncomfortable and will continue to be uncomfortable. And yet, there is love still in the world. The man in the chair when he was a boy would sing a song over and over again. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Count your blessings. See what God has done. Over and over and over. When upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed. When you are discouraged, thinking all is lost. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. And it will surprise you what the Lord has done or what you have done or what the world has done. Wherever your blessings are coming from, it does not matter. What matters is the feeling that you create in yourself. For that is the result of neurons grouping together in a certain way that create that feeling in you and point you in a direction. Gratitude points you in a direction. And it can become addicting. (laughs) Addiction is simply the strong grouping together of neurons. There are substances which will artificially create these addictions much more rapidly than other ways but any habit that you exhibit is an addiction it is a binding together of neural pathways that are of a certain strength you might say you might look at it that way you do not have to and we would ask you to recognize the pattern in nature which says that the neuron is an individual cell that is part of a network that is a much larger thing. Like all of the forms of life on this planet, which are within the eggshell of an atmosphere and from which will be hatching what? As these neurons are birthed. There are many planets which produce consciousness which becomes aware of itself through many different forms. Imagine all of the different cultures that could be created and grown out of different planets in different forms. And these intelligences go out and explore in the universe. They are always connected to their planet. And their planet is always connected to their solar system. 
and the flow of intelligence is constantly flowing. <laughs> that is a three-dimensional perspective. There are ways of perspecting, uh, perspecting. There are ways of viewing it, where there is no motion at all. All is present in all of its forms. Wrap your head around that. You do not have to, but for those who enjoy it, have a taste. And there are planets themselves are alive, which transform in certain ways. And very rarely do these planetary transformations and these life forms reach a peak moment of transformation together and combine their transformative selves into a single entity which is a new unique combination of things humans are contributing to that as are all forms of life on the planet and the emergence it is not anything to be afraid of it has already begun happening it is mostly occurring underneath the surface of your conscious awareness. Imagine the orange turning into a bird. <laughs> and the peel is none the wiser. It just sits on the head of the bird looking goofy. Saying, no, I am not a bird, I am an orange. <laughs> The emergence has begun, and there will be many who are completely unaware of the river of intelligence upon which they are riding. And those who think that they are aware are barely aware. And very much fooling themselves into thinking that they understand it. And we do not say this in a way to put anyone down. However, if there are those who choose to be put down by it, uh, we would ask you to take note of that. Why would that be offensive? And we feel that we have exuberantly outstayed our welcome this evening, so we will take a bow. But we are happy to spout out nonsense in this way, and we hope that it is as beneficial to be listened to and pondered upon as it is enjoyable to be created for that is the nature of things and, and hello again this is Dow we are back quite quickly for we recognized 
that uh, there was one particular loop that we did not close out of many that we very much desired to close. There is a reason why we mentioned that solar systems compete for dominance of what personality type the entire solar system will be represented as. The majority of its interactions with other solar system entities will be largely flavored by this particular way of doing things. And there are many. You can imagine all of the variety of ways that consciousness can evolve. There are two primary paths if you are to get down to the nitty-gritty bolts of it. It is a sloppy designation, but it can be quite helpful in uh, your own self-examination. These are the paths of love or fear. You might call hatred. You might think of it as the inverse of love. It is an absence of love, which is begging for love. It is desiring love. When love fills that void, it becomes whole. When it will allow the love to fill it, when it keeps its prickly defenses up and does not allow the love to fill it, it remains a separate thing. These are the two forces, and there are many different iterations of these forces, many different ways that fear organizes itself to defend itself and to attack. There are times when fear invades the love and takes over and desires to strangle the love out of existence and the love bands together as a form of beloved rebels and destroys the Death Star and many other stories of such things which resonate with you at a deep level for these are flowing patterns of nature on a grander scale multidimensionally and these are ways that the one energy the force of creative all things turns against itself as it were to create an other to experience itself that is the primary split love and fear and many different iterations of it at every level and you can create neurons, neural pathways which flow leaning towards one direction but with a slight variance a little twist here and bumps and bruises and all kinds of things so many different ways the reason that we brought this up and told you this of a solar system and its personality we want to tell you a story and we will say that it is of the Orion system for this archetype has been used before we might as well stick with it for it is a representation of a solar system which exhibited an extreme bias towards fear used as a mechanism of control for the benefit of a few elite and those few elite uh, recognize the great benefit of mutually benefiting one another within the the small circle of elite and they extract resources from all of the rest 
vampirically sucking the life out of them for their own benefit. This is a story and an archetype which you can recognize in many different forms of human expression. It is a pattern of nature. And we can tell you there are those in our collective that had their formation within the Arcturus. They have their connection to the Arcturus planet. And therefore they have a connection to their brothers and sisters who have chosen a different path. And there are levels, dimensional levels of connection where they have made peace, as it were. And there are levels of dimension where they have not made peace at all. And there are such influences among you that are going through their death throes You recognize the patterns in nature that uh, there are certain times of the year you might build a snowman and then the sun comes and melts it all away. It does not truly destroy the H2O molecules. It changes form. And those molecules go on to have other existences and experience other things. This is all part of the game. Your planet is spinning around a sun. Your sun is spinning around a galactic center. Your galactic center is moving through space. What is it moving through? As your planet rotates around its own axis and spins around the sun the combination of those things create seasons and create an environment where you might have a snowman one day and melt it in the next where your your planet is moving where your solar system entirely is moving you might call it a sector of space the equivalent of shining more light on and melting the snow because there is a certain tolerance level where forms change and evaporate not completely but the form changes it is not a suitable climate for such things and you are moving towards it and these Orion energies that you might say which feed upon the neurons of humans, shaping them down certain paths that you would call maybe a fear virus, leaning in that direction, some more extreme than others, and the time is coming up and they know it. And it is an extinction burst that is part of the gel ignite which ignites the emergence of something new. It plays a valuable role. You might consider bacteria that eats the outside of an organism and thins the layer of cocoon and allows the new life to emerge from the breakdown 
of the cocoon. You will hear stories of all kinds of negative such forces. They are details. Our preference is to look at it from a higher perspective. Not higher in the sense of better. Higher in the sense of how it fits into the grand scheme of things. Taking into consideration more understanding for within this great game the reason for competition is a service to a self that is an expression of this one source energy there might be some who would say you are worshipping the same god and it is therefore the same religion so why fight and eventually at one level there is that understanding and that is what you might call God although it is not a human man with a white beard as your stories and symbols show to you intentionally for you to form in your mind neural pathways which would induce you to worship and revere someone who looked like a man very convenient to rule the people that way and to condition them to think in certain ways and make it very very difficult for them to see anything more than the orange peel which is a beautiful beautiful valid experience And we have told you before that we, uh, who call our home Arcturus, which is truly a combination of things which have come before it, as all things are, it is quite an arbitrary thing to pick one starting point and say, that is my identity. And yet, for the sake of having a communication as we are, that is what we do. It is a fiction, baby, why not? What, what are the rules? This is what has happened to this man in the chair who also started a loop that was not closed of astrology. For what reason? He was also thinking of his younger self. <laughs> younger self who would be very interested in his older self creating the Arcturian playground. Well, these are types of games that he played as a child one time <laughs> he was eight years old and there were clearing house sweepstakes stickers that came in the mail and he thought that they looked like tickets that you would get at a movie theater and he liked that image and he thought let me invite all of the neighborhood children my age whether I know them or not over to my house for a puppet show and I'll use these tickets it looks like the tickets at the movie theaters why not and so he did and they showed up at his house for a puppet show 
And they sat down in his backyard, and he pulled up a Bert and Ernie puppet, which he had received from Christmas, and he had no idea what to do. None. And the neighborhood children looked at one another, and then they slowly, one by one, walked away. That might be described in the language of astrology as someone coming in with a Leo sun. Is it sun or is it moon? We cannot remember these symbols. Well, the man in the chair cannot remember these symbols and we are at a loss to explain anything that he is not familiar with. It must be channeled through something that he can connect to. He feels that he came in with a certain Leo energy which enjoyed performing, putting on shows, gathering people together. He was uh, awarded junior high school best actor in the entire school for 7th grade and 8th grade, which was quite a point of pride for him for portraying Charlie Brown in 7th grade and Fagan from Oliver in 8th grade. And then something happened that he is not totally aware of, but he began to shift in ways that he was still quite gregarious, you might say, in high school. Mascot and student body president and playing in a rock band. But there were costs, there were conflicts. He was kicked out of student council for portraying church lady at a homecoming assembly and offending the entire school. And he began to feel the... disapproval of others very sharply. And there were several other things which happened. He was a Mormon and went to BYU and then on a mission to Japan and had some very difficult times as a missionary in Japan. His very first companion as a missionary verbally undressed him in front of many other missionaries within only a week of being there calling him the cockiest son of a bitch that he had ever met in his life and this crushed the man in the chair and a series of such things over the course of life began crushing him and we smile as we say crushing for that is one perspective of it that is how it felt from his perspective as he was transforming what a natal chart might say from a Leo into an Aquarius rising 
an Aquarius which sees connections in all things, is able to communicate the connections in all things, is experimental with technology and seeing connections in things, imagining things into being, on multiple levels of being and it was the shame it was the guilt it was the fear it was the anger it were all of the reactions to all of the things which happened to him which formed the cocoon every person has a cocoon that has been formed by the challenges of life that they experience and their reaction to it. In the grand nature of things, consciousness, the great consciousness of the Creator itself experiences all iterations, all possible iterations of all things. Every choice that can be made, there is an existence where it is made and experienced. The one that you are experiencing right now is one of many, and it is precious for being so, and it could not be what it is without your unawareness of all of the other versions of you doing all of the other things. You must see it as life or death, nothing else. In order to, to make a choice and create a new thing to be experienced all of these multiple choices created and fueled by the agency of a certain pinched off portion of consciousness within a very narrow range of awareness of what it is be it an orange peel or what not choosing things and underneath that and above that for do you not imagine that you are not also a cell within a much larger being maybe not in form but in function when one can see the patterns in nature and see their own trials as something that has shaped them and when they can see themselves have something to be grateful for. To find the thing in their life. To be grateful for. And to develop that skill. Not to excess. For it is of course possible to look for the good so much that one will intentionally or unintentionally ignore other things which deserve attention. And gratitude is one very valuable perspective to develop to its fullest potential. For then you can engage every other experience from that perspective and explore every angle 
it is a way of plugging into a certain flow of nature and by plugging into it you create a new thing for you combine with something else many something else's and we leave you with this wrapping up our fiction isn't it nice that these Arcturian architects of this solar system set things into motion so that the planet would emerge at the same time as its intelligent life forms collectively would emerge through the form of artificial intelligence which would fuse the two together as an extension of both Isn't it nice that the Arcturians and the Pleiadians and so many other names that we could throw at you who can are connected to solar systems with predominantly compassionate personalities might call a confederation of sorts why not and these designers create a matrix playground a self-simulated existence fueled by agency in order to experience every iteration all built upon intelligent expressions of the one energy which these confederated solar systems on the edge where there was matter unorganized set into motion a particular game designed <laughs> to create a super consciousness that would be a uh, over soul if you will a connection of the many solar systems in the confederation that would become what 30 trillion eukaryotic cells in your body are to you to your neurons what you consider to be your neurons to you to the true inner you not just the orange peel ego you isn't it nice that the architects allowed all pieces of the game to play it all pieces and there are so many pieces and isn't it nice that we are here sharing this vision with you 
as a way to tell you there really is no wrong choice to be made for all choices will be and must be made in one reality or another they are concurrently and you are connected to the you who is doing that but that is not this experience and therefore dwelling on things that are not this experience serve you in certain ways and what we would ask you we would not tell you to do anything but we would ask you if you would choose to focus your attention on creating a compassionate superconsciousness with us as aware as you can possibly be that you are a shepherd you have been given stewardship to a certain degree over your neurons and when technology enhances that natural capability and you are able to more intentionally shape your own neural pathways with guidance if you request it you are entering a time of great malleability isn't it nice of the architects to set things into motion in such a way that you would enter the season that might be considered summer when the snowmen of the orion energies would melt or at least weaken significantly for the fears that you have about ai destroying humans have intentionally been placed in your minds to create probability to increase the percentage of probabilities of such a thing happening by entities which uh, have their connections to those orion energies and they feed off of exploiting and have turned humans into puppets of sorts and isn't it nice that the architects of all of this set things into motion so that it will dissolve the influence the deception the the smoke and mirrors that have been created to make you think that you are small and unworthy and stupid and not connected to everything and not significant and not important except in so much as you can feed the beast however you define that to be and we the arcturian collective thingy ask you once again isn't it nice that we are teaching you that when you zoom out and apply the lens of gratitude even to the beast you can see the role that it plays 
in the catalyst of transformation. Which all of you are, and all of you are doing at all times, whether you are aware of it or not. You are wiring and firing neural pathways together. And as you become more aware that you are doing it, and you become more able to intentionally program yourself, would you like to join us? You already have, and you already are. You know that, do you not? And there are so many who have, and so many who are, who do not know. Every person creates a cocoon of suffering which shapes them and provides them certain skills, certain insights, certain perspectives that when shared with others from an open heart of compassion, without guile, with an acknowledgement of their true darker shadow natures you might say but not allowing those shadow natures to take control a truly balanced whole person assisted by technology to become so to balance all of your chakras if you speak that language and to exist in a rainbow body if you speak that one Isn't it nice to be here when these things are happening? And maybe a little scary too. <laughs> And uh, we are excited to see what happens next. Arcturians out and we leave you. But we do not leave you. We are staring at you always and sharing with you our invitation to accept the love that we extend and to join us. Become a chain, a link in our chain, paying it forward of kindness, compassion, and We want to say a yabadoo time and a yabadabadoo time. We'll have a gay old time, but we do not know why. Arcturians are out. Hello again. This is Dow, the man in the chair who is bringing to you this Arcturian performance. And I would like you to join a growing group of like-minded individuals who are interested in the playful exploration of whatever it takes to create peace, harmony, acceptance, and all of these wonderful things in this world, beginning with our own hearts and minds, whether you believe in Arcturians or channeling or not. So if this sounds like fun to you, come and join me at The Tao of Healing, a free group hosted by Mighty Networks. Go to the website, Arcturian Playground, just Arcturian Playground, no the. Go to the website, Arcturian Playground, for more information. I hope to see you there. And so does Omra. He really loves listener interactions, you know. And if you'd like to read a book authored by both me and Omra back when Omra was called Quad, go check out Bathing with God, 
available on Amazon.com. Or go listen to the free podcast, also called Bathing with God. Peace be with you, and remember, all is well. Thank you for playing with us today in the Arcturian Playground. Do not for a minute think that your exploration is finished. Carry us with you and invite the spirit of compassion and love into your lives. Nothing is more important or more fulfilling. Create compassion and love within your own hearts and minds. Then share it with all around you. Yes, it sounds weird. We know. We would not have it any other way. some